Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Hang on. Let's do that again. And I am live. Yes, that's it. I'm on my own today. We have done three episodes for Mental Health Awareness Week. I think I've worn Ben out. I think he's sick of the sight of me, so I thought I'd give him a week off. So rather than just me doing an episode on my own and trying to create that banter, that bromance between me and Ben, I thought I would just do a bit of a compilation of our past episodes. So you've heard of Now That's What I Call Music. This is Now That's What I Call Couch to Coach. Just so we don't disappoint people, we have had a few messages from people saying that they were really disappointed that we didn't do an episode a couple of weeks ago. And what are they going to do now? They go out running on a long run. They go to do park run and they listen to us whilst they're running. So I thought we'd pull pull this show together so we aren't disappointing people. So let's have a listen back at a few old episodes and a few of the old guests that we had that came on the show so Barefoot Blade, Ken Rushton, Rich Bagnall, the Olympian, Adam Burgess. Uh, and then we'll also listen to a few sneak peeks of what we've got to come next week. So let's start off with our first ever episode. Let's have a listen back to how we started that. There we're on. We're live. We're live. First podcast. How are first you, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Nervous, 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 excited. I suppose I would say. Um, what, what are you nervous about? I don't really know. We've got all these followers on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. We, we haven't even put an episode out yet, so that's what I'm nervous about: laying people down. <laughs> it's only me and you at the moment. You can only let me and you down. That's about. Well, exactly. Yeah, we've got no official listeners yet, so I suppose okay. that's, that's well, always a bonus. That's that's the hope for the show. That's the hope for the show. Yeah, we could, um, back, we could be looking back in about ten years' time, like thinking, "Bloody hell, how how weird do you sound now?" I'm talking about news, proper prose at it or something like that. <laughs> Don't forget your roots, though, if you do. <laughs> yeah. I think that leads us nicely into you telling us a little bit about this podcast, how it came yeah. about, and and what the premise of the podcast is for those that are listening. Yeah. Okay. So so um, as I mentioned, I run I run the London Marathon. Um, and I got a charity place, so I applied, didn't get a place on the ballot, which most people don't, as we've seen, and I have got this one this for next April, and I firstly got rejected, well, I say rejected, they didn't accept me for the, the, the charity place for me to do um, the marathon for London, but I got a great North Run, but then... I emailed them to say, okay, thank you for considering me. Please let me know if anybody drops out. I'm more than happy to do it. And then literally about two days later, it was April the 1st, actually. And I thought it was somebody ringing me up, winding me up or April Fool um, and asking me if I wanted to run. I was like, yeah, all right, then I will. Uh, never thought about it. Just thought, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Put it on Facebook onto a running group. I can't remember what running group it was. It was, I think it might have been the London Marathon training group or something. And I'm running for Parkinson's UK. So Parkinson's UK is a charity that is really close to my heart. I'll just mention that because it says really close to my heart. My, 
my granddad had Parkinson's before he passed away, uh, really quite bad. And my fiance, uh, Laura, her granddad had Parkinson's before he passed away this this year, actually. Uh, so I know what kind of horrible illness it is and how it can happen people and also the family members and all sorts. So I know what, how horrible it can be. So I wanted to do something for Parkinson's UK. Put it on Facebook and then you contacted me, Ben, um, to say that you can't run the London Marathon or you haven't got a place, but you wanted to do something for Parkinson's UK. So I don't know if you want to mention why you wanted to do something for Parkinson's UK. Yeah, I uh, I obviously became a running coach back in uh, well, I became a running coach a few years back. But in March this year, I set my business up coaching. And one of the things that I always thought with business, you need to go out there and you need to get experience. Um, and I wanted to basically look at getting somebody that was looking to run London and after advice a training plan. Um, and I had this idea that I would join the London Marathon Training Group Facebook group um, and I would look for somebody that I could make a genuine connection with and um, give a free training plan away. Um, and as Rob's mentioned, he was uh, he ran those two events for Parkinson's uh, charity. Um, my mum, around about the same time, um, was what we thought was diagnosed with a condition uh, which was parkinson's um it actually now turns out it's uh, a more progressive form of uh similar to parkinson's called psp um but at the time i was looking for somebody that i could make a genuine connection with and rob was that person so i reached out to rob um sent him a little message saying i'm going to help you out if you can i'll send you a direct message um i think alarm bells could have probably gone off for rob at that point someone sending him a direct message saying I'll help you with your, with your training um, but it was generally it wasn't a sales pitch and Rob can confirm that and we yeah. we basically we, we literally have never met we um, haven't no we have um, had a few telephone conversations and exchanged some messages um, but yeah Rob was that person and uh, we've we've worked together to get him through London Marathon yeah um, I'll, I'll let Rob carry on so yeah so Ben contacted me to say join this training program and I must admit I'm thinking to myself this is a bit dodgy is this a scam because you see scams all the time why, why would you trust a guy with a Birmingham accent exactly. at the time you didn't know my accent but you must have been exactly so I ran the London Marathon uh, like I say I'd support off Ben he was always there if I needed advice um, my running trainers weren't fantastic I asked him what, what I needed to do he advised me to do this do this and, and, and that's why I ran London ran London Marathon and I got under five hours which I wanted to do which was my um, my goal and I got back, and when I go out running, I listen to podcasts. Um, I'm not going to not name any names because technically they will not be getting shout outs. Yeah, they, they are our competitors. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I listen to podcasts when I run. Um, and I thought to myself, what can I do to give something back to Ben? And I know that Ben was trying to raise his profile within the social media, so his Instagram pages, which we can plug, and we have been plugging. At um, ben Russell Fitness Coach. There you go. And YouTube and all sorts of different places. So I thought, what, what else can I do? And I thought to myself, well, I know how to talk. I can talk for England, for people that know me. Uh, so I thought, well, we'll do a podcast. And I, I, I posed the question to Ben and... I, was ex- I wasn't expecting him to say yes. I just thought, well, I'll ask him if he wants to. If he doesn't want to, it's no no skin off my nose. And I think Ben got more excited than me. <laughs> I, I, 
very very excited by the idea um so we've yeah. been. I think the most we've ever spoke is literally the last couple of weeks when I posed a question to him. I think it was about two and a half weeks ago, and we've been messaging most days since then. Laura's been quite worried actually that I've been messaging <laughs> so much. Um, she's been. Are you talking to him, like Ben? She's like, oh, well, there's no point in me asking anymore, is there? So we've been asking. We've been talk, we've been chatting about how it's going to go. Um, and I mean, I'd already forgotten about my wife and kids. So yeah, what you're, yeah, what yeah. you're still doing? Yeah, yeah proper bromance in, in the making. Um, but yeah, it's it, and 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 that's that's the premise of the podcast. And what I wanted it to be, and I said what I wanted to Ben is, you've got the juxtaposition, I suppose, of me who is the couch, and that's where the name couch couch the coach came from. It was Ben's idea. I am the 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 very under average runner um, that doesn't particularly like running as has never really liked running although i do like it now obviously uh, then you've got ben who is the coach who is very experienced at running and i think having that because listen to other podcasts again i'm not going to name any you've got mainly professional runners or runners that run quite frequently and things like that and they get advertisements and all that malarkey so you've got that juxtaposition between me and ben who are very different ends of the spectrum with regards to running and i want to enhance my running and what better way is to to tell how we're getting on really with by doing a podcast i suppose so that's the premise of what the podcast will be about it's just it's it's, a, it's an insight into the conversations that me and ben have had previously over the phone about my coaching uh, so what he advises me to do and i'll be doing that so i'm presumably setting me tasks to do right over the next two weeks whenever you do this and, and then I'll feed back to what's going to happen um, and then we move from there and people that are listening if anybody is listening you can also get that coaching yourself so, yeah. so Robbie, Robbie's getting his very own running coach and he's making you all get his, your very own running coach as well he's yeah, a clever exactly. man he is a clever yeah. man and do we sound different I think we do. I think we do sound a lot different. Um, young, although well, it was only a couple of months ago, <laughs> young and naive, not sure what this podcasting world is all about. Uh, now we're episode 21 and we're well on the way. And after his first episode, we decided to do it all over again. I think we're on again. We're, on. we're on. Episode two. Episode two. I didn't think we'd get to episode two. I know, we're back. <laughs> People have obviously wanted to come back. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been quite nice being a minor celebrity for two weeks. So, <laughs> it's been good. But we're back for more. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, all our so, listeners. All our, well, yeah, update on listeners. I, I think we've probably both been blown away by the listeners, to be fair, for the first episode. Um, it's been quite nice. I don't know about you, but I've been checking the platform every morning. The first thing I do when I wake up is to see how many listeners we've had. I don't check every morning. I check every 10 minutes. I think I'm checking literally like <laughs> every hour just to see how many listeners we've had in the last hour. Waking up in the middle of the night to go and have a look. I did do that the other night. Yeah, I did. Actually woke up and I thought, I'm going to have a quick look rather than going for a wee. I'll have a quick look instead. <laughs> they got back into bed. Got back into bed yeah. and forgot that you've not had a wee. Yeah, just a bit disappointed because there was no listeners. But had a wee instead. <laughs> oh my, we do sound different. I think we sound a lot more professional now. And we got our first guest in. 
let's have a listen to our first ever guest. It was friend to the show, third time on the show last week, Mr. Ken Rushton. So we're here, the first interview, the first interview of Couch to Coached. How are you feeling, Ben, about this? I'm a bit nervous, to be fair. We've got some uh, royalty from NSRRI. We have got royalty from NSRR. His name is Ken Rushton, and um, he is... Are you the chairman, is it, Ken? Yes, I'm NSRRI. chairman of personal staff runners. Do you want to just do a bit of an introduction of yourself then, mate? Yeah, so uh, my name's uh, my name's Ken Rushton. Um, I first got into running back in 1982. Um, I lo- loved it, as you two guys do, and lots of people who, who come on. Uh, sadly, 23 years later, 2005, I had a serious knee injury, and so that curtailed my running career. But uh, back in 1983, I started um, organising races, um, I've been doing that ever since, and then uh, when my actual running career uh, finished, as uh, what I tend to do now, and I think uh, Rob will have seen or heard me at races, most of the local races, I provide the race blocks and I do race commentary at the end of events, giving everybody a shout out as they finish. You do, and I've, I've Ben asked me before we started the interview. I've actually spoke to you. I think I spoke to you once whilst running past you. <laughs> I think I've really ever seen you running past you whilst you're shouting my name out of my number as I run into the finish line. So you've been doing it since 1983. So you've been doing it yeah. a while then. So you're a bit yeah, of a pro, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. So are you not able to run at all now, Ken? No, no, you? I can't. I can't run at all. Basically, what I, what I've done. Is a totally, um, I've totally worn out my meniscus in my right knee. So if I try and do, I can, I'm fine, I'm fine on a bike, I'm fine on exercise bike, I can do spinning classes, fine walking, but if I do anything that's impact, uh, then my knee just goes woof, um, and it's, it's, it's quite painful. I think it was just a combination of a lot of miles. And yeah. also, um, I, I worked in the pottery industry. I had an, a heavy job as well. And I think it was just a combination of, uh, you know, the two things. As uh, my body just said, uh, enough's enough. And he didn't just do that. He also told us about how much of a good runner he was in the bay back in the day. I wanted yeah. to. Ask, I wanted to ask one question, um, and it's all about your running again, um, Ken. Uh, from when you were doing it, you, you've obviously shown us that you're more than capable runner what were your pbs at certain distances do you mind us asking those questions no, not a problem. So um, these are going to be standard questions to everybody that we're yeah, no, kicking fine. it off um, 5k yeah, at the time 5k there wasn't a great lot of 5ks about but my five the 5k one was uh, 1550 oh, um, wow uh, five five miles was 26 26 minutes uh, 10k 36, 54 for 10, and 112 for half. Wow. wow. 112? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely amazing. Have you ever done a marathon, Ken? Yeah. I, 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 uh, well, I told you, British Vets Marathon. I don't think as I ever got the best out of myself as a marathon because, as a rule of thumb, they always used to say, that if you took your half marathon time, doubled it, and had 10 minutes off, you were never far away. And really, I should have probably, I should have probably 
uh, ranked somewhere sort of sub two to sub two thirty five. And uh, the best I ever did was two forty five. That's still uh, an incredible time. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, it was one of them that I just I, I always just felt as the last sort of uh, four or five miles, I was just running out of steam. Not that yeah. I started off too quick, you know, I trained properly. I just thought as um the marathon was not the distance for me. What's the most most memorable race or run that you've done? Oh, the, 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 there's one that just stands out a mile, um, and that's the um, Isle, Isle of Man Marathon um, uh, for year 2000. And I was running for Trenton then, and they were hosting the British Marathon Championships. And we decided to go over four. Uh, 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 well, it started off, you needed four to the team. And it started off, there were seven of us that were training for this. They tended up as four of us went over to run the um, the Alaman Marathon. And we decided as a team, as we'd got to four four to finish, to, you know, have a chance of doing anything. And so what our tactics were is that we were all going to run the first 20 miles within ourselves quite steady. And then if we felt good at 20 off we went, making sure that four or four of us finished. And um, we ended up as we were we were British champions and I took a, I took an individual silver medal at forty five. Oh wow. That's, my, that's wow. my that's my memorable race. Definitely memorable. Absolutely memorable. Brilliant. That's really well oh, really good. And it's a good thing though, no one can take that away from you that is that no, is the beauty no, of it. It's no 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 I've still got I've still got my medal, still got my t shirt and <laughs> I've still got um, you know you know, the newspaper where are you, are you, you know, they reported on it. But yeah, that's that's my memorable memorable race. One twelve for a half marathon. Absolutely amazing. And also one of the British champions for marathon running. Absolutely amazing. So there you go. Our first ever guest in the bag. But we didn't stop there. Our next guest was Barefoot Blade. So let's have a listen to Barefoot Blade. And we're here again. We've got guest number two with us. Barefoot Blade. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I don't, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, Barefoot, or can we call you yeah, Paul? What do you the, want us to call? What's the best thing to call you? Anything you want. Anything we want. Anything you want. We'll call you Barefoot Blade. We'll go with Barefoot. Uh, yeah, I'm Barefoot Blade. Uh, originally from Sheffield, uh, being stoked about 17 years. I'm married. Um, I've been running for about 10 years. But for the last two and a half years, they've been running totally complete barefoot. So we're talking, I think we touched on it in the, the last episode when we said we were getting you on. We're talking skin to tarmac or skin to any surface. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. When I first started, it was just skin to a few surfaces, but now it's skin to any surface. Okay. We'll come back to that. We've got, we've got a question one of the listeners sent in, which we'll come back to in a bit. Right. Um, why, why did you start doing that? Uh, injuries. I kept on getting injured wearing shoes in the end. Um, so, of course, I did my research on it and thought, I don't know, I might well give it a try because I had to learn a whole new way of running again because obviously I must be running so badly in shoes in the end that I kept on getting injured. So I thought, I'll try and remodel my running a bit. But it was never my intention really to run completely barefoot. It just sort of happened. I just thought, like. Sorry, Sorry. Did somebody recommend it to you then, or was it no, that you decided? I did research on the internet and read the, the book called Born to Run, 
I've read oh, that as doesn't. That is a fantastic book. That is Yeah, Christian MacDougall, top yeah. bloke. Yeah. And so I just thought, I've got nothing to lose here, so let's let's give it a go. And I bought myself some minimally shoes, like my plan were to run in them, but I went to the park and I didn't actually put them on. And I just thought, uh, I'm going to actually try and run with no shoes on, and it just went from there, basically. So the minimalist shoes that you bought, um, I don't know if you, mm. Rob says that you are a keen listener of the show, so you might have heard our last uh, episode. We had a question about minimalist shoes. What type of minimalist shoes did you buy? Was it... Christopher Dougal in his book talks about the the almost like sandals. Were you talking like the actual like barefoot I, like, trainers? I can't remember what actually what they were called, but they only cost me about a tenner. They were dead cheap, but they were like basically they had no sole on them. About a, probably about a millimetre sole. They were dead flimsy. So, uh, but obviously, like so I went to the park and I, I didn't have to put them on. I, I do wear them when I go to the gym because I have to. Obviously, I can't be barefoot in the gym. They don't allow me to be, but. That's the only time actually I actually do wear them. I actually run all the time. Be 950 days, I think, since last time I've had any shoes. I've just seen on your Facebook, it was you said nine, about an hour ago, 935 yeah, days. Think, yeah. so coming up to nearly three years then now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I know, so uh, it just went from there, like, and I just like, did a few laps around the park and stuff and felt pretty good. And just took it from there, basically, and just and now uh, I'm running barefoot all the time. So, so what? Mouth stoke mainly. What injuries were you getting? Mainly with my sh- uh, ki- uh, calves and shins. Mainly, I had shin pins quite a lot. Yeah. Which I've been running years ago, but I think what it was because I, I had a few injuries. I injured my thigh joint running the marathon uh, ooh, about seven, eight years ago, and since then it's essentially like running a bit overcompensated when I was running. So, and why I had like more problems with my lower legs. So, but uh, so what? What, what happened is like it, when you used to run your shoes in the end, run for like two days, and like I'll have to take a week off then. And that was no good. And yeah. and then to be like me, calves and shin settled down a bit, so I could run again. So I, I just basically just thought I've got nothing to lose here. Let's get let's give it a go. So in in terms of the the, the weather conditions, like you, obviously you've got the hot conditions where the tarmac might get hot. <laughs> But then, if we have snow, it's freezing. Is there is there any weather condition that will put you off, or what's your favourite weather condition? I don't know what the threshold will be, being truthful, because I, I ran like in minus four, and at one time I thought that were impossible. Or and when there's a heat wave, also I ran when it was like about ninety odd degrees, and also my feet. When you move, your feet absolutely fine. It's like obviously the stopping and starting that you get cold. Like when I ran yeah. in snow the other day, yeah. first hundred yards, two hundred yards, my feet were really freezing, but. Once I got into my running, they felt no different than any other run. So that initial part, so I don't know what my threshold will be, but I have had in all weather, obviously, since, like, since I've been running barefoot, and it doesn't bother me at all running in cold or hot weather. The perfect weather is probably like spring or autumn, that probably the night sort of. Yeah, I suppose it's, I suppose it's the same for most people, isn't it? When they go out running, I went out today, absolutely freezing cold yeah. in my shorts and T-shirt, and as soon as I started running, I felt okay. So I suppose it's a similar kind of thing, isn't it? Although I would never say that I would go out running barefoot. <laughs> but no, it, it, the weather, like I said, like, the weather we've had, like, stuff like, luckily in Britain, it's not that bad anyway, weather-wise. Yeah. Like, some, like, I couldn't imagine living in somewhere like Norway and barefooting all the time. But then people do do it. I've like, yeah. a bloke who ran an off man when it was minus 15. He's just run Manchester. So we will get Barefoot Blade back on to talk to us about how it went at Manchester. Uh, running a marathon barefoot, I can't imagine anything worse, but he did it. 
So we will get him back on the show later on down the line. Our next guest was Adam Burgess. An Olympian. We got an Olympian on the show. Our third of a guest, and it was Olympian. And what a guest he was. Fantastic feedback from our listeners. And when he does win that gold in Paris in 2024, we will get him back on the show. Here we are again. Second time lucky. Third time lucky, fourth time lucky. I'm not sure what luck time lucky it is this time, but uh, we're here again with our third guest of the Couch to Coach podcast. Uh, we've gone. We've had Ken Rushton from the NSRRA uh, a couple of weeks ago. Then we had uh, Barefoot Blade uh, three weeks ago, and now we have Adam Burgess, an Olympian. The bar Adam, has been welcome. set. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to getting into it again. It was a good chat last time, so hopefully we can uh, recreate. So for, people, for so for people that don't know. <laughs> We had a bit of an issue. We had a conversation. So this is the second conversation with Adam with Adam. And it's we've just been saying it's it's we're really looking forward to having the same having the same conversation, kind of, because we were so impressed with last time and so in awe of what, what Adam was talking about. So we will definitely get the best out of best out of me and me and me and Ben and also Adam. So if I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, Adam again. Yeah, so um I'm Adam Burgess. I'm a canoe slalom Olympian. Um, and I guess I'm here as well because I'm a breathwork teacher. Um, my dad's friends with Rob. <laughs> uh, there's a local link there. Um, I've since moved away, so I actually live um, at the Lee Valley Whitewater Centre um, down in Hertfordshire. So um, I'm based there where um, Canoe Slalom was held um, at the London 2012 Games. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Stone in Staffordshire, started canoeing on the river Trent and uh yeah still here uh doing my thing so is Lee Valley like the home of British canoe slalom then mm, yeah that's right um pretty much if you're serious about the sport in this country you, you need to base yourself out of here um yeah. I mean it's it's the best facility in the world for canoe slalom um so yeah we're incredibly lucky um to have it in Britain and yeah, I mean, me personally, incredibly lucky that it's literally in my back garden. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me a bit more about the 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 element of breath work or breath control or whatever you call it, Adam. Yeah, so um, for me, it started out um, when I was trying to rehab a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those injuries where it just took so long to actually find out what was the problem. And I had one really good physio who suggested that I was breathing too much from my upper chest and that that might have been causing the problem. Yeah. And I think I mentioned it to my mum, and she suggested I went to her yoga class, um, which at the time was, yeah, I was, you know, I, I was not convinced to be honest. Let's say that. <laughs> um, but I went along anyway. Um, and yeah, just got truly humbled, really, by uh, by you know a room full of women um, who were way stronger than me. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so for a guy who you know lifts weights and um, does like you know an extreme sport, it was it it could have gone one of two ways, really. You know that can be a a big hit to the ego and 
put you off forever or what I think is the kind of the athlete mindset is you kind of get humbled at something like that you realize maybe there's a lot to learn here Mm. and I was really interested to see what yeah what I could learn from it if it would help my shoulder get better um and then yeah like and beyond and yeah my yoga practice has has continued ever since um I actually teach now um but the whole time I think you know it's breath that got me into it it's it's the breath that is still um the most important part for me um the thing I'm most interested in the most keen to share um and yeah, it's it's not so much about performance as it is about health, um, longevity of my career, as well as like longevity generally of life. Yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of what what it's all about for me. So, in terms of controlling the breath, then, um, what are for the listeners some of the the sort of quick off the top of your head benefits to controlling your breath yeah so i mean breathing is one of those things that is automatic so when when you tell people you're you're a breath teacher or a breath coach <laughs> whatever they're like well i can, I, I can remember that joke <laughs> it was about david beckham listening to a podcast listening to a podcast or something what you're listening to oh, it's just it's just victoria telling me to breathe in and breathe out it's like that kind of thing isn't it? where people talk to people and it's like well what can you do with other than breathe? But there's a lot that you can do. Mm, exactly. There's there's so much to it. And um, what I teach, you know, we look at uh, three different things. We look at the biochemistry of breathing, the biomechanics, and the resonance, or the pace of the breath. And we're trying to influence all of these things. Now, certain breath practices may only look at one of those things. Um and for a for a true intervention to really be successful, you need to consider all three. Um, the foundation of of all of all three of those things is that we breathe through the nose um, twenty four hours a day at rest, and then yeah, as much as possible as well during exercise. What an episode that was! Absolutely amazing. Really enjoyed interviewing Adam. And like I say, we will get him back on the show when he does win that gold medal in 2024. Next guest we had was Richard Bagnall. Uh, he's a friend of mine. I work with him, colleague, close colleague. And he came in to talk to us about well-being and what they are doing in North Staffs and Stoke-on-Trent with regards to well-being and the well-being week. We're here with another guest. We have, actually, I'm not going to introduce you. I'll let you introduce yourself. Go on, Rich, introduce yourself. Okay, thank you, Rob. Um, so, hello, everyone. My name is Rich Bagnall, um, and I'm the service lead for the Staff Psychological Wellbeing Hub, which is basically a team that supports the, the wellbeing of all health and social care staff across Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent. Um, it was a real privilege to be in this position and trying to do everything that we can do to support a workforce that you know is under intense pressure um and has yeah. been for a long time now 
Yeah. So this is quite weird because me and Rich work together. So I feel like I should be getting paid right now. That should be Alu Cam looking outside. Yeah, that sat in the office at work. <laughs> it does. Me and Ben, have, me and Rich have actually worked together as well. I was his, I was deputy ward manager when you were on the on the ward. So it's quite weird that we're here again. How many years later down the line? I feel like I'm in like a little staff session with you. I guess. Like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> to work meeting. I'm about to get a load of training up here. <laughs> so running and well-being, do they match up? Do you think? I think absolutely. Um, obviously, running is um, you know a form of exercise, isn't it? So um, we know. I think. I think now society is sort of creating an environment where you know it's easy to sit down. Um, I think a lot of people work remotely, you know, now, so they don't even need to travel to work anymore. People can have the shopping delivered. Um, you know, we've been shopping online now for a long time. We tend to drive to places more than walk. Um, and then even when we are at home, I think, you know, technology is now created to absorb our attention. So we're sat down looking at phones, at computers and, a, and, a, and a sort of TV screens. Um, so I think with that in mind, we know that that's going to have sort of negative impacts on our well-being and mental health. Um, and I've sort of read into it more now since I've been in the role that I have been. And, you know, the Department of Health actually describe inactivity as a silent killer. You know, so there's a number of reasons why we need to be exercising more and you know and that includes running and we talk about running one because i'm on your running podcast but two because it is you know it's so accessible isn't it you know you don't need you don't need gym memberships you don't need anything fancy you know you don't need to go out there and run at a fast pace or long distances everyone's sort of starts somewhere and it's something for me that's you know so accessible to all but we know in terms of running in terms of any exercise that all the benefits that that brings you know, it's it, it, we know that it improves sort of brain health, it manages um, weight, um, you know, which has its own sort of physical and psychological benefits within itself. But, you know, it reduces risk of disease, it strengthens muscles, doesn't it? And then, you know, the mental health side to it, it reduces anxiety, improves mood, boosts energy, promotes sleep. You know, there's so much to um, positive benefits about getting out there. And, you know, obviously it's the social aspect, aspect as well. So I know you talk on your running podcast about the benefit of um, having the running clubs. So it's it's everything that comes along with it. And, you know, something I'm not even mentioned yet, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to get out there, um, particularly if you're doing it in groups, you know, and having that social aspect to it. So absolutely, I think you can link running with exercise. Absolutely, it is one of the key components that you, you would sort of have alongside well-being. We talked about running and we know running is really, really helpful. Exercise is really, really helpful. And we are a running podcast, so we do focus on the running. But have you, is there any more top tips for people around their well-being that you can think of that people can do quite easily? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it, it's I'm a big, strong believer keeping things simple, um, you know, and, and absolutely. I think when, when, when you are struggling, when things are getting on top of you, um, I would say, you know, look at the simple things that you can change. There's a lot of things going on that we won't be able to control, you know, and if, if we could, we'd be able to make things easy and reduce the stress they're experiencing. But if we can sort of lay those foundations around how we uh, manage those stresses when they, do, when they do arise, and my tips would be just it's the basics. So just have a look at, you know, have a look at your exercise and, you know, can you, are you doing enough exercise? Can you go out and, and do a, maybe just do a run, start off with a walk, you know, and, and build that up and, and actually keep a note of how your mood improves as you do that. 
again, look at nutrition, look at what you are eating, um, you know, some very simple changes and it doesn't have to be anything, anything fancy. Just eat a bit more fruit, a bit more veg, balance your diet out a little bit, cut out the, the sort of high sugar, high, um, you know, like the the, 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 the the snacks and not get rid of them completely by any means, just, you know, just, just cut them down. So just make small, manageable, realistic changes. Um, you know, your sleep, just try and sort of try and sort of not go on your phone an hour before bed and then go back and, you know, try to go bed the same night and get, in, get into a routine. And I think people bite off more than you can chew you know as i touched on with the running earlier when i went for a run they think they've got they've got to go out and run a run 5k or 10k and i think you know social media comes into that doesn't it so we compare ourselves a lot to other people so you download strap and straight away me as, an, as a novice i'm looking at ben's runs thinking right i need to go do that i need to be doing that and you know ben's put loads of work in to get to there to get to that point and i think this is there's a, there's a lot to be said about keeping it simple and i think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head because with anything we're running it even if you look at someone trying to get somewhere for performance they always think well what do i have to do to get better and we bang on about it quite a lot but actually it's like the 80 20 thing is very very simple mm-hmm. if you look at your week and you think right 80 percent of that i need to run easy and once a week i need to go and run hard or do a session of some kind the body adapts to that Absolutely. and i think Often and not, as you said, you'll go out and, you know, when you started, you'd do your 5K or you'd set 10K as a target or whatever. It is just do the simple thing, put your trainers on and get out the door and just take it as easy because you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone else. And it's about just going at a pace that you feel comfortable. And I love the fact that you've highlighted social media because although we put all our stuff on social media, it is the devil. Like it really is because... You, you can get absolutely. I felt like Bobby Boucher out the boy then, and it's it's the devil. What a film that is, by the way. It's like, <laughs> but it's like it, literally, it's, it's so easy to compare people uh, yourself to other people, and that is just going to give you a massive setback, especially if you're starting something out for the first time. Mm. Like it, it's it's the worst thing you can do. So, I think keeping it simple is great. Yeah, and then like I say, you can you can build it from there, can't you? You know, it's just it's 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 making the start. You know what you, you know what what do you want to do first? You know, make some small changes, see if it works for you. Because if it, if it doesn't work for you, and maybe maybe you know some, someone might go out and not enjoy running, like look at something else. Um, you know, it's finding what works for you. But I think my biggest tip would be keep it simple and 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 start small. Um, and you hear it, you hear people saying that a lot, but I don't think people take it. And I still think, you know, because for whatever reason, we talk social media and other things that people just want to get out there and they want to be you know is that that everyone wants a quick fix don't they and that's where all supplements and things like that come from because everyone wants a quick fix you know diet pills and all things like that it's it's just it is a quick fix to actually there's a really simple method to do these things but it does take work and it does take time uh, really nice to get rich on the show really nice guy and lovely to see what they are doing within the well-being team and what they did with well-being week uh, and I know he's just had a little baby, so congratulations to him and his partner Bethan, and little sister for his son Harry. Which leads us nice into what we are expecting next week, we're Mental Health Awareness Week. So that's our four guests that we've had previously, and we've got three episodes next week talking about mental health, and we have three special guests. So let's have a little sneaky-peaky at what is to come next week. Dave Morton. How are you doing, Dave? Good. 
Good evening, both. You all right? You all right, gents? Yeah, we're good. All, we're good. All good. All good. All good. We are all good. It was one of those sort of, uh, probably the darkest sort of time. Then, bear in mind, I've served over in like Afghan, um, yeah. worked out like on the front line where it's um, where you've got um, lots of sort of bad sort of stuff going on. This was probably like my my worst sort of moment. That I think the the biggest part was my my daughter um, Esme was round and she was on on leave, and I was sat in front of a computer and I should have been off. Um, and it was through. It wasn't through anyone's fault, but but my own self-induced sort of pressure. But I found myself sat there working, and and she was off on her holidays. And putting it in sort of perspective, that should have been time with her. And yeah. and 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 thankfully, Danny kind of reached in and 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 very much helped me. And I'm really lucky, like on that sort of front. Mm. So. Yes, we've got Joe. Joe, how are you? Hello, I'm um, I'm okay. I'm looking forward to our conversation and and talk about about my running and all this mental health and and raise awareness about um, the fantastic help that running can be. And um, they redeployed me to work um, in the intensive care in the ICU in the COVID ICU in um, in the Hallam's Hospital where all the COVID patients were there. That was very tough, um, mentally, um, physically. Uh, it was like a roller coaster. Um, I, I, there, there was a lot of uh, feelings and emotions, um, or, or I think on steroids. Um, everything w- I was going from happiness because somebody was waking up to sadness the following moment because somebody passed away to anxiety because suddenly one of my gloves uh, had broken and I didn't know if COVID was coming or, or no. And it was constantly on the edge, also very lonely. Uh, so we have Tom. So uh, Tom, if you want to introduce yourself. Hello. Uh, yes, so I am Tom. I'm also known as the mental health runner. Um, and I've pretty much dedicated my life outside of my day job as a mechanical engineer um, to helping people with their mental health um, to hopefully inspire other people to see running as not an activity where you go for a run and be the fastest person in the world or that kind of thing. It's purely you go for a run because you enjoy it. It all kind of came to fruition after my degree um, and my mental health deteriorated quite significantly um, to the point where I'd start to hear things. I'd have these audible hallucinations and it wasn't like when how to describe it like an internal monologue you know like what am I going to have for tea tonight or is this the right way to go home and you know those kind of things yeah. uh, it was like yourself was just shout abuse at me um, quite horrific things um, it was that real so that's the three episodes that are coming up next week We've got Dave Morton, who works in the military police. We've got Joan Lapalana, who works as a nurse, and he talked about his running, how it helped to improve his mental health. And then we've got Tom, a mental health runner, who also talks about how running has helped improve his mental health. Really hope you enjoy the episodes next week. And thank you to the guys that came onto the episodes and the podcast to talk to us quite openly about their mental health 
and how running helps improve their mental health. Really inspiring, hard-hitting, but motivational stories. Hope you all enjoyed this special episode of Now That's When I Call Couch to Coach. I look back at our previous episodes and I look forward to what episodes we've got to come next week for Mental Health Awareness Week. We will be back to normal as usual a week after next with a Potter's Off special episode where we talk to Natalie and also we'll hopefully get Ken Rushton on to come and talk to us about all things Potter's Off. So I will see you all later.